let's talk about why I did 140 kettlebell swings this morning. As of February 15th, my favorite season has come to a close. Fluffing season is officially over. To understand fluffing season and why I love it so much and why I embrace it wholeheartedly every year, we've got to discuss all four seasons of loneliness. Spring flings. Springtime is usually filled with fun, people being flirty, getting out a little bit. Everybody's kind of emerging from their winter hibernation. We're all getting up, stretching out, seeing what's, what's happened, what's changed while we've all been hiding inside from the cold. Still a little frosty in the morning, but it's generally nicer. That little bit of crispness in the air is it's welcome. You can still turn the heater on, but now you have the, the advantage in the car of opening the sunroof and rolling the windows in a little bit. Getting that mix of hot and cold. Spring fling is great for all the flirty things to happen. Personally, I'm a good 15 years or so removed from the single life and so spring fling memories or distant memories. From what I remember, it's basically a lot of people hanging out, guys and girls mixing and kind of just surveying what the options are. Who's cute? Who's looking great? Who have we not seen in a while? And things like that. A lot of spring break trips and things. It all basically starts in spring. Next thing you know, that spring fling is a summer romance. At this point, if you're listening, you should be old enough to know what a summer romance is. But for those of you who don't quite have a concrete definition, let's break it down. A summer romance is where your spring flings, you've been flirting with people, and you kind of narrow it down to that one, two, maybe three people if you're really active that you can kind of go to and spend a little bit more time with. You know, just generally having a good time doing what young people do. Um, summer romances tend to really heat up when the temperature heats up, obviously, because our brains are drawn to the attractive people with less clothing on and more sweat coming. But the spring flings and the summer romance aren't why we're here. That's not why you're listening. What we really want to get into is cuffing season and then fluffing season. So cuffing season is the end of summer, beginning of fall. It really kicks off around Halloween. Cuffing season is where you've gone through your spring flings. You've kind of narrowed the field down for your summer romance or romances. And you've gotten down to that one person that you really want to hibernate with for the fall, for the winter time. But you're not totally sold yet. So the spring and summer for the fun stuff, fall, is when people really start choosing. And this is an important decision because a lot of acceptance needs to happen here. It starts with you know, spending time in Halloween together. What are you going to wear? And you have your couple's costume. And when you show up to your the party with your friends, if that couple's costume, it's, it's a signal that, hey, there's a team effort going on here. After Halloween, where you're chosen mate for the winter has gained acceptance from your social circle you move into more serious acceptance family events thanksgiving dinners oh your new friend is coming for thanksgiving meet the family if things are really serious and you might be rolling into christmas parties where you're bringing your chosen mate around 
her coworkers. Party is with family. And these are important because everyone needs to accept your newfound partner. At least for the short term. And if it doesn't work out, in the spring you'll have to explain what happened. So choose wisely. Most importantly, acceptance needs to happen between the two of you. Because Halloween is the start of fluffing season. Fluffing season and cuffing season overlap a little bit. They start at the same time, at Halloween. Cuffing season goes a lot longer than fluffing season does. Fluffing season is officially over February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Now, fluffing season begins on Halloween because there's a naturally designed process in the human body that recognizes colder weather coming, the changing of the seasons, and our metabolism starts to slow. You start to store more fat so we don't starve, freeze to death. You start getting fluffy. It's not just because we're putting on those big fluffy sweaters and jackets. We start fluffing up ourselves. Some people start fluffing up their nest. So you get more eating. You get less grooming. You know you have no shave November. Which tends to lead to rug burn December. Maybe. I'm not really sure if I have a name for that one yet. Fluffing season is where I personally stop all exercise. I reduce the amount of physical activity I partake in. I don't really go hiking a lot anymore and don't work out, don't jog or bike ride. I become my laziest self. It's my relaxation period. It's my, my break, my time off. Let my body recover and recuperate. But also because it's too cold to do shit else. I don't like being cold. I don't like shivering and teeth chattering and having my fingers and toes so numb that it hurts every time I bump something. So the less I can do physically, the less I have to feel that pain when I bump into something and one of my extremities is numb. Stay inside. Stay warm. Candies are available readily. People are baking cookies and there's cookie exchanges at work and there's pies and all kinds of desserts flying left and right. And that's before Thanksgiving. If you know me, you know my sweet tooth and how I like to snack. So I'm all for fluffing season. But fluffing season is temporary. The day after Valentine's Day, it's time to start shedding that weight. It's time to get back into shape and get ready for the spring fling. The first day after Valentine's Day is one of my hardest workouts. And it's one of my toughest dietary changes I guess we could call it it's not really a diet well I guess given that it's called the slow carb diet by the founder or the creator Tim Ferriss I guess it is a diet so if, if any of you are familiar with Tim Ferriss's work he's the author who wrote the four hour book work week he also has a book called the four hour body that I came across years ago um, reading an article I don't even remember where I saw it but there was an article where he was explaining how he could lose 20 pounds in 30 days with no exercise which immediately made me call bullshit and then immediately made me remember that 
anytime I call bullshit on something without experiencing it, I'm being kind of a hypocrite. So I don't call bullshit without experiencing something myself. That caused me to buy the book, read the book, find the slow carb diet outlined in the book and dedicate 30 days to it. And in the first 30 days of the slow carb diet, the first time I did it, I lost 23 pounds. Didn't work out at all. For the average man, losing 10 pounds is equivalent to dropping one pant size in the waist. So I went from wearing a size 38 in jeans to a size 34 in jeans in 30 days without exercising. After that, slow cars become part of my post-fluffing season routine every year. Eat all I want, pig out, enjoy myself through fluffing season, and when fluffing season is over, it's time to get strict. 30 days of strict diet. And then I start hitting the gym really hard. I still work out during the 30 days for slow carb, but it's more of the warm up workout. I don't really go hard. I don't go heavy. I might give 50% in the gym, 50% of my workouts just to kind of shake off the cobwebs, knock the dust off and get moving again. Get my body used to exerting forces and pressure, wake my muscles up and also to ease into it. So I don't go hard in the gym on day one and, tear something or do some serious damage and put myself out of commission for the summer because I've done that and it sucks. I'm not going to go into what slow carb actually is, but if you want to know, you've got Google this year, COVID-19 has changed some things for me. Instead of starting slow carb from February 15th to mid-March, I'm working out at first. I'm doing the 30-day kettlebell swing challenge. It's rough. I'm only swinging a 20-pound kettlebell, and it is brutal. The reason why I changed the order up this year is because normally doing slow carb from February to March would put me where I've lost enough weight to feel comfortable and confident in my spring clothes, and it's a lot easier to pack for spring break trips. But given COVID-19, I'll probably not be taking any spring break trips. And if I do, it'll probably be solo. So I'll probably start slow carb in March and go from March to April instead of February to March like I normally would. But I'll still be working out through it. I'm also experimenting a little bit because this year I'm coming up on my 40th birthday. The goal for my 40th birthday is to get myself a six pack. I don't drink beer, so that definitely means abs. I'm pretty sure I won't succeed at that goal, but you know what they say. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, at least you'll be near the stars. I probably won't get off the ground. But hey, gotta have goals, right? Anyway, thanks for listening.